Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It is officially Tuesday, um, and the Patriots are now nine and four after beating the Buffalo Bills in a game we've never seen a game like this, Evan. I don't know if we'll see another game like this. I mean, we've had snow games, we've had you know freezing cold games. There's been elements games before. Never seen a game like this where the Patriots went out and ran the ball 46 times. I think it was 46 and threw it three times. Uh, and that's what happened tonight in a game that I'm sure if you're a fan, you're sitting at home screaming, throw the ball. Why won't he throw yeah. the ball? And they didn't. And it worked. And the Patriots squeak out a win, 14-10, a great win, 9-4 and four driver's seat in the AFC. Um, and, you know, I'll let you kind of get into everything you saw. And just for everybody uh, wondering, Evan is in Buffalo right now. He just got out of the locker room. Bill Belichick had his little black jacket on. He was smiling. You know, you know, this was one of Bill's greatest days. This is another notch on his belt. Okay. Uh, And this goes down already. All of the chatter and the talk shows, Bill, what did Bill do? Bill won a game by only throwing it three times. It's another piece of his legacy. So Bill's probably the happiest guy on the planet. But again, he, he did, what was needed to win this game. And it was, we've seen it. It was, a, we've seen them be maddeningly conservative a lot of times this year and it's cost them games. And it felt like it could have cost them a game this time, but it didn't. And they win uh, and great win. Yeah. I, look, I, I don't think you can take anything away from a few angles to this win. First and foremost, Bill Belichick will play you any way that is necessary to win a football game. If that means playing, throwing the football three times, which some of the players up at the podium talking about how they've never, not even in peewee football, David Andrews said when he was six years old, did they play a game where they only threw the ball three times. So we're talking about something that is totally unorthodox, outside the box, contrarian. If another coach does this, and not somebody with the job security and the resume of Bill <laughs> right. Belichick. And everybody is, their minds are completely going off the rails, especially if you lose. And I think a lot of other coaching staffs and a lot of other coaches that aren't Bill Belichick, they lose a game like that and they that, they could get fired, right? They, they could Their jobs are on the right. line. Bill has the job security to be able to go out there and potentially lose a game where you only throw the ball three times because he knows that it's probably the best way for them to win. So you have to give tip your cap off to the patience, to the strategizing, the chess match with the wind and being able to handle the situation. The second thing I'll say just from the player's side, this is a gritty football team, right? This is a football team that's built to win in December and January. Buffalo is a pass first offense with a defense that's finesse. That's lighter in personnel that has 230 pound linebackers that everybody wants the Patriots to draft. And the Patriots came in here and they physically imposed their will and ran the football down Buffalo's throats. Even when the bills are putting 10 guys in the box, they were running the ball down Buffalo's throats. So the Pats are a gritty bunch. They're a physical bunch. They're a very, very good defensive bunch. And Bill Bell, Belichick still has the the balls, quite frankly, to call a game the way that they called it because all of us in the press box are thinking, oh, here comes the play action or here comes the the, the one time they throw it or this drive they're going to find – they're with the win. They're finally going to spread it out and, and pass the football. And they never wavered. They, they had the strategy. Mac Jones pointed to it after the game and said they knew that if they won the turnover margin, 
they were going to win the football game, point blank. I mean, and, and if 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 Nikhil Harry doesn't actually try to head it head head right. that ball into the into the corner of the goal, I mean, yeah. I, I, it looked like he was trying to hit it with his head. I have no idea what he's doing with his head looking out like that. A very bizarre. That almost that that could have been a. A, a big story there. The Bills got nothing going, really. So I mean, again, the philosophy was right outside of that real, real gaff there on that uh, on that on that punt return where you had Harry and Olszewski uh, returning the kick and it ticks off his helmet. Bills really didn't generate anything going. Uh, you know, you know, getting down the field and the Patriots played the wind game well, um, just in terms of what they did and they had it going. Uh, you know, and they had the lead in the fourth quarter with the Bills going against into the wind, and you saw how badly they missed that field goal attempt there. So, uh, you know, it was a strategic game. It's just when you play with a margin of error that small, like the Patriots were playing, this is the same thing that happened with the loss in Miami against Miami you do one thing that you're not supposed to do late in the game. And that could turn the whole game on its head. And luckily they made not luckily, they made more plays than the bills made to win this game down, down the stretch for sure. So, um, right. They, they, yeah. they, you don't want to say they got lucky or they got away with one because I think no, that that's, that's not, that's not right. treating it correctly. Right. But with what they did was again, they can play with this margin for error because they have Bill Belichick as their head coach. Maybe a guy like Sean McDermott could have done something similar, but you start talking about some of these other coaches around the league. They're thinking if I call a game with only three pass attempts, the entire game and we lose the owners calling me to his office the next day and I'm getting canned. Right. I mean, that, that's gotta be, their mindset to a degree and they were you know with bill belichick they're able to call a game that way and get away with that and i think ultimately the patriots knew that situationally they were going to be better in third down red zone at the end of the game situations there uh, when the bills were trying to go into score to win the football game they knew that they were going to be better and they were basically counting on josh allen imploding to a degree. Now, I think that they thought they were going to get a game-changing turnover, a pick six or a, a something like that that put them in their own territory. They didn't end up getting that big of a play, but they were able to make the stops at the end in the red zone and hold Buffalo to one for four in the red zone besides the one conversion was after the Nikhil Harry muff The punt. play after so it, exactly. The other three trips into the red zone where they actually drove the football in there, they were able to hold them down and hold them to field goals or field goal attempts. So they basically counted on the fact that their defense was going to outsmart, outperform, out-execute the Bills' offense and Josh Allen in those very critical types of plays. Yeah, and I liken this a lot. I mean, again, if the Bills had stopped the run more effectively, the Patriots may have been forced to do things differently. But even in drives where the Patriots went nowhere, um, it – they went right back to it the next time too. They never, they never wavered from their game plan. As you, as you mentioned, you know, it takes balls to do this. There's a lot of coaches who might've come out with the philosophy. We're going to run a lot tonight and then maybe run 60% of the time or 65% of the time. It really, really, really takes some serious commitment to do it nonstop. And uh, I hear you're, you got announcements back there, Evan. You're yeah, I don't know. They're, they're kicking somebody off the field. I have no idea what's going on. I think there might yeah. be some trespassers on the field right now. The, the people in Buffalo, look, it, it, it's the, the press box here is in a great spot because you're, yep. you're right on there. top of yep. the stands, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You yep. know, the stand, you're right in the stands. The only thing that separates you from watching this game, like the Buffalo fans in the stands, is a, a pane of glass, yep. right? They're right that, there. They're, they're right, right there. there. And when uh, the fourth down play happened and Josh Allen's pass fell incomplete and Miles Bryant batted it down to the ground, the look on the fans' faces, the utter just frustration and disdain that did we really just lose a football game where they threw the ball three times the entire game? And and that's the thing. It's such an own, you know, and, and you talk about if you read, I love one of my favorite things doing, I, I, you know, I've done this my whole like media life. I love reading out of town papers. I yeah. love seeing what they're saying over there. Oh, they're it in was panic mode. Panic mode. Yeah. All, all week long with this game. Like, God damn it. We were, we had one year. There was one year that they let us have. Yeah. And now they're here and they're, 
people are saying they're going to win and they're going to win the division. And what happened? You yeah. know, like we didn't even get to enjoy it for a year, you know, and that's it. And it was total panic. And you could see every cutaway in the stands and this and that just kind of like, oh, please, let's not lose this game, you know. But going back to it, the commitment there to the run was incredible. Uh, even when it wasn't working, it was like, not nah, we're going to do it again. And at times where you're like, as you said, well, this will certainly call for a, a pass or a play action or it's right. third and four. And really, what are they going to do here? Just, you know, run again and punt. And it was like, yep, they're going to run again and punt. They just that was, you know, it. I mean, it's call it stubborn, call it brilliant, call it whatever. They were not moving off of that. I liken it to like, uh, you know, a, a good analogy is just, you know, you, you're a pitcher with a good fastball and you just keep throwing it until they hit it and they make you throw something else. And the Patriots just kept throwing fastballs and that was it. And that wears you down 220, you know, plus yards. Um, great running by Stevenson. I thought making a lot out of a little on a lot of yeah. uh, plays there uh, for him. Obviously, Harris with that big score there when they're putting 10 guys in the box, you've only got one safety there. He gets through that line and he's gone. Honestly, I thought they were going to pop another one too because it really looked like they were softening up the Bills D. As you said, I felt like either that Allen pick was coming or they were going to pop another one because they were really, really, really pounding. Uh, the ball there and finding space. And I thought they were going to get into the secondary with one more and maybe break free, um, you know, with that. So I'm all in all good. I want to take a second to shout out our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Harris obviously went out with the hamstring, but they've got a buy now. So yeah. he, that... he was in the, he didn't end up talking. Uh, they cycled through a bunch of people really quickly, but he was in the interview room after the game, huge smile on his face, joking around with Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden. It, it looked like he, if he had a serious injury, he would not have been in there. You know, let me no. put it that way. So I, I think that he is good, but you know, you look at the, the one thing other than the defense, I do want to get to the defense here and yep. what they did schematically against Josh Allen. Uh, the one thing that you can take away, I think from this game, from a Patriots offense standpoint was some of the schemes that they were able to run in terms of the run game against this bill's defense, the bill's defense. I think one of the things that really causes them to struggle uh, against the Patriots in the run game a lot of the times is that they are a 4-3 over G front. They run the same front every single week on first and second down and they play their system and they play their 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 hand and you have to go out there and out execute and beat them. So early on in this game the Patriots started, they had a lot of inside runs go absolutely nowhere, right? They were running into the teeth of defense. Then finally that Nelson Aguilar end around although it didn't gain it wasn't an explosive play i think it gained eight or nine yards or something like that it wasn't a huge run i can pull it up here it only gained six yards but that one threat of them actually running it on the outside like that really started to open up the entire box. And then they started, uh, then they hit the toss right to Damon Harris. You get a great uh, crack block from Nikhil Harry. You get Isaiah win out on the pull. Jacob Johnson hits the force. And then you get the big run to Damian Harris. Once they ran the crack toss play, they started to use some different schemes inside, uh, you know, stuff like trap uh, trap schemes or G lead plays in that later drive in the second half. And if you look at the thing that you're going to see on tape, about this Patriots run game, that will certainly carry over to when the Patriots play the Bills in Week 16 up in Foxborough. Being able to run those schemes again, I think, will be successful for them again in a lot of ways. And look, at the core of it, and I know it drives the analytics people absolutely insane. They don't want to run the football. They don't care about running the football. The football is, is running the football is negligent or whatever you want to call it. It's it's less than zero. But when you talk about going out there and physically imposing your will on an opponent and 
running it right down their throats for four straight quarters and then upsetting them on their home field. That other locker room uh, down there just now, that was a demoralized, defeated locker room, right? Really? Like, we, yeah. they, like, where did these guys come from? Right. You know, the 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 evil empire. We thought that we blew up the Death Star. Right. We yep. thought it was over. We thought that this was done. They had them on the uh, on the ropes. Right. And now they're back. And not only are they back, but they just came in here and they manhandled us. They, it wasn't even a uh, it wasn't our type of game. Right. And I think in one respect, Buffalo will sell themselves on the fact that if we play their type of game, right, if it is a more pass happy, open type of game where the score does get into the high 20s or low 30s, then maybe they can win a football game like that against the Patriots. They can't beat the Patriots like this. Right. They're not going to be able to beat the Patriots in the teens. That's going to be something that they're going to talk about is maybe the positive that they can take away is, well, this wasn't really a game. Right. This was a this was a once in a flash in the pan right. type of situation. But at the same time, I mean, watching yeah, the big brother that. come in here and beat you up one more time. Is, You're an outdoor not, team playing in the Northeast in yeah. a cold weather city like you got to recognize that playing this brand of football, not one where you're throwing the ball three times, that's silly, but playing this brand of football is important uh, in the later stages of the season. And you're playing these guys twice in December. So yes, you're not expecting 50 mile an hour wind gusts in the next right. game, but you are expecting it's having to play great f- conditions. It's not great right. conditions. You got to play physical types of games here. Uh, it's not ideal. You're not in a dome. You're not in a controlled environment where you can go out and sling it 50 times. And you know, we've seen other, other Patriots teams r- really use this to their advantage in the past in December. Buffalo should be a team that based just simply on geography, not certainly not in the, the DNA and the style of their play, but based on geography, yeah. they should be able to handle this sort of stuff. But the Patriots too, huge coming off of last week where they got pushed around in the trenches, both sides of the ball a little bit. So they kind of needed this one to, to man up and feel a little better about themselves. Um, and uh, also it was because- crazy to watch the, the personnel that Buffalo had. And six had. linemen. I mean, how many yeah. times they ran? I think I read it was 64% of the yeah. 64% yeah. of snaps. They had six old linemen out there. Right. The, the, the thing I think also was crazy was that they – Buffalo didn't even have the personnel to match the six old linemen package. They don't have the bodies. They don't have the girth on the defense. Not line. heavy enough. So, right. right. So they're still going out there with Gregory Rousseau and Jerry Hughes and all these light edge players and the Patriots are just kicking them out and kicking them out and kicking them out. And there, there's no answer to it, right? There's absolutely no answer to it. And, and that to me is really flummoxing because I, I've talked to a lot of uh, Bill's fans, Bill's reporters. I've somehow befriended a, a lot of these Buffalo people. I think they, they like the analytical approach and that I'm not too much of a homer. So I've, I've actually had a lot of conversations with the, them on and off the air and the cries here in Buffalo are actually for the Paliukas to build a dome for yeah. their next stadium because they have Josh Allen and they have Stefan Diggs and they have a great pass defense. And this is a dome team playing in Western New York, which is bizarre, right? But that is truly the way that they are built. And this game tonight, watching their team lose a game like this, the cries for them to build a dome here are going to get louder and louder and louder. And these teams, these fans are going to want them to be the New Orleans Saints or the, the Atlanta Falcons or the Minnesota Vikings and have these games played inside so that they can run uh, their offense and they can throw for 400 yards and have the game go their way. Because after a game like this, it's they are built like a dome team and they have no dome. Right. Nope. So it is interesting. I want to talk about the defense too, though, because it's, it's, it's very fun to talk about how the Patriots just uh, basically uh, bullied uh, the little brother once again, but their defense, the Patriots defense, I thought threw a lot at Josh Allen and Josh Allen actually, for the most part, threw the ball pretty well, even with he the did. My I God, thought. that arm, yeah. man, you know, yeah. it's, that's where you Clear see the advantage. arm talent. Um, he had a couple yeah. sail on him, but my goodness, can he can he zip that ball downfield? Yeah, he it was really impressive. Belichick said it after the game how impressed he was with Allen's ability to throw the ball through the wind. Now, yeah. some of the things that they were able to do was they were showing a lot of different coverage looks. They were showing man pre-snap dropping into zone, uh, playing straight man-to-man a lot of this game, though. And I think a little bit more man-to-man than what I was expecting even. Yeah. Uh, J.C. Jackson on Stephon Diggs. Uh, Adrian Phillips had 
Dawson Knox, Miles Bryan on Cole Beasley, and then the third receiver was taken by Jalen Mills, whether yep. it was Emmanuel Sanders or Gabriel Davis. He took the third guy, and they were able to really uh, – go toe-to-toe with them for the most but, part. I thought Buffalo had some chances uh, that maybe they didn't convert on in man-to-man situations. But for the most part, those guys battled, and, and they did a good job. And they were able to really get after Josh Allen, too, with the pass rush, which was really really the key. And whenever you're talking about good pass defense, you got to marry it together, right? It's not going to just be good coverage or just be a good rush. It has to be both. But I think the two things that really stood out uh, were, first of all, in a lot of their zone schemes, they were able to keep them in the pocket, right? Keep Josh Allen in the pocket and force him to step up through the pocket to scramble or to extend rather than escaping to his left or right. And when they did escape to the left or right, did a really good job of shutting that down as well, but uh, very limited options for Allen to escape out of the pocket. In man situations, for the most part, they spied him. He got out that one time. That one time on that that last drive, he was able to get out Judon overcommitted and overpursued, and he was able to get out for a nice scramble. But for the most part, keeping him in the pocket, forcing him up through the pocket or to step up in the pocket was was critical. Yeah. There was a couple plays, and I know they highlighted on the broadcast, Van Noy kind of setting the edge, making sure he wasn't able to get outside, kind of keeping him in there. Um, And there was just too many bodies for him to find those lanes to get moving. Um, So that was really impressive. Uh, And I'm not surprised, given the weather, that that they would opt to play a little bit more man here because you're challenging somebody to make really good throws uh, in, in, in tougher conditions here. And again, in the whole what did we learn thing, uh, it wouldn't be surprising to see the Patriots take a totally different defensive approach. In fact, you expect it when they face them in a couple of weeks uh, here in what's now pretty much a must-win game for Buffalo um, if they want to stay in the division race or if they – honestly, at this point, the playoff picture is so tight here, um, they can't lose two games to the Patriots. So that's going to be a big one um, there. I, I know you wanted to hit defense. I wanted to quickly just touch on – the flips the other side of the coin to the running is mac um, yes and so that's the, i mean is that the first quarter stat line or is that the whole game <laughs> so i mean again the so this is this is the only place that i if we're going to quibble with how this went here i understand this you would not do this if you felt differently about your quarterback so this still speaks to how they feel to a degree about Mac Jones and what he can do in pressure situations or tight situations. They'd rather minimize, you know, the amount that he has to do and, and, and create an environment where, you know, he's going to make fewer mistakes or the game's not, the the game's not going to be in his hands, um, right. which is disappointing. If you're like a let Mac cook sort of guy and they trust the guy and he's one of their better person, you know, he makes good decisions and you want to see him do that. This to me speaks to, you know, Bill saying kids not fully ready yet for, for a game like this in a situation like this. So I'm taking the ball out of his hands and whatever happens, happens. Now, again, if they weren't as successful running the ball, might he have right. had to mix it up? I don't know. And it could have just been a, a simple thing of this is working. We're sticking with it. But I was, borderline embarrassed for Mac like because to me this spoke a little bit to lack of trust yeah look I I think there's two ways to look at it and I think you hit both of them and the game that it comes to mind even though it wasn't quite as extreme as this one but it was close uh, was that 2000 I want to say was the 2019 NFC championship game for Jimmy Garoppolo where I think he threw it eight times against the Green Bay Packers and they won the game if you're running the football like that and the defense isn't making you throw the ball And on top of that, your defense is getting the job done against their offense. Because, look, if Buffalo goes up in this game, right, if they go up 17-14 late in the game or if they're putting the Patriots' offense in a situation where they had to get points, then I think the game is treated differently. I do think that you open up the passing game at that point. You're not going to lose the football game running it in third and uh you know third and eight and running the football all game long if you're down so i think in a lot of ways they felt like they were ahead they felt like the only way 
that the dam was truly going to break on them is if they had a bad turnover on offense and they yeah. wanted to protect the football. But so it's still I think so the, little. I mean, and you're talking, you, you have you're to, talking right. thir- third and four, third and manageable on simple, safe plays with a just quick out, you know, in a sideline route or something that was safe it, just to run none of those. You know, it was, nope, just turn around and hand it off, turn around, a, a play action, something, nothing, just nothing. I mean, and again, I, yeah. I hate throwing trust, but it does say something that like, absolutely not. We're not, we're not putting you in that situation. I don't know whether maybe that first throw he made, made them change their uh, mind. The throw, when he, the throw to John who got away. He from floated him it to Jono and yeah. got away from him right away. Yeah. He sailed it. And they're thinking he sails one of these over a receiver right into a DB's hands in a game like this. I just can't have it. So I don't right. know. Maybe they, they were really, really worried about him and the elements today. I think it was a little bit, you do have to wonder, okay, you know, the Patriots have been practicing in a lot of these conditions over the last couple of weeks in Foxborough, right? Wind, rain, uh, that type of look, uh, very cold weather. So how has Mac looked in practice in those situations as well? Because that's the one great common uh, thing about for the Patriots or, or one great you know, strategic thing is that they practice in this weather, maybe not 50 degree dust, uh, dust but they practice in a ton of this weather. So yep, you get, yep. get looks here. Now look uh, in, in a couple of weeks, uh, the Patriots after the bye play Indianapolis in a dome in Indy, right? Lucas oil. Let's see if he comes out and throws the ball 35 times and throws it all over the yard against the Colts. Then I think that we can say, okay, well, in these types of games, they're going to be run first. They're going to lean on their defense and their running game and their two backs. And uh, they're going to be able to win football games like that just fine. And when the weather calls for it and they're allowed to open it up, great. But ultimately, uh, this is a bad weather football team. They play games in Foxborough, Massachusetts. They play games in Buffalo. They play games in New York against the Jets every single year as well that maybe uh, will hit later on in the season at other points in time. So at some point, you're going to have to put this game a little bit in Mac Jones's hands. He's not going to be able to win games like this very often. This was kind of like I said at the top of the show, as great as this was, as fun as this was, as weird as it was, we are probably never going to see anything like this ever again. And that's that. Right. So I, I think that that's um, how much we have to approach it, but I can't disagree with you as much as I want to push back on you and say, Oh, he trusts him. He, he, yeah. he thinks he can throw it in these conditions. It just didn't call for it. Sure. It, it definitely says something. This about is the a clear example of, right. It's not just hasn't played in these types of environments where he hasn't, he's never faced, he's never seen weather like this in his life. Right. Um, but on top of that, this is the difference in the arm talent where a guy like Mac, and again, he's gone. I think they'll, there's a little more arm strength to come as he gets a little older and stronger, but he's right, right now he's, he's, he's a, you know, he's dropping balls in there and this isn't the condition to be dropping balls. We, we heard receivers this week talk about how when Mac throws it, it's soft as a pillow to catch. No, you yeah. need your Justin Herberts and you need your, your, your Josh Allen's out there throwing 90 mile an hour rockets through the wind in order for the ball to get where it needs to go in a place like this. So I, I also, it's just Max style. He's a guy who kind of touches and floats balls into spots over defenders and this wind would just eat up some of his passes i think so uh perfect storm you know literally and figuratively for mac not being necessarily conditioned for this but it's still a thing if you run into weather again you want to believe i mean i I think there's a difference though between uh snow and cold and a tornado right or a windstorm or whatever you want to call it this is totally different what would they have done if the bill scored a touchdown with the two minutes there at that point yeah you have to throw it would you just turn around and run yeah no you have to throw it now the one thing i will say is i think for the most part the win was pretty consistent but even so belichick said after the game that it was swirling just a little bit and you look at when the bills were heading with the win is because i think that was the biggest thing on twitter that i was seeing in my replies and stuff like that was people were going crazy of well when they're going with the wind why can't they throw the ball right when the wind's at their backs why can't they throw the ball that's where it gets away from you right so josh allen tried to hit he had stefan Diggs behind juan williams wide open down the left sideline and he tried to hit him and he wrong shouldered the ball and and it it kind of fluttered and and changed directions late and it went out i mean that was the game winning touchdown right there even the hands and and he dropped it because of the wind so even though that another one another one on a 
back yeah. shoulder with JC Jackson in coverage, the ball just kept going. Right. Um, he had a step. That ball is that, that yeah. ball's there and he's yeah, got late him. In the game. Yeah. At late in the game. And that floated on him too. It's actually harder to throw into the wind. I mean, to throw with the wind behind you because that's where the balls take off on you. If you have the arm strength that Allen has, um, it actually is a slightly better to, to throw right. into the wind. Right. And, and not to take away anything from and, the and it's worse defense. to kick. It's worse to kick into it, but it's, it's, a, it's actually easier to throw if you can zip it like Allen, like Allen can. So I, I get that with the strategy with Mac, you're really worried that ball taken off on him uh, when they, when they have the wind. At the right. Max. And not to take away from the Patriots defense, but even Josh Allen only completed 50% of his passes, right? He was for 15 for 30 yeah. in, in this game. So even he, I think had some, it was hard wind as well if, yeah. if that if that is not a windy game out there and Jawan gets torched by stefan Diggs like that that's that's six in a normal condition type of game right so i i think that you have to look at a lot of those types of things as well but look i, I they're gonna need more from mac down the line mac knows it bill knows it if they're gonna win a super bowl if they're gonna contend in the afc they're not gonna do it with three pass attempts they, yeah. they're, they're gonna have to get more out of the quarterback than that and and that's okay you know, look, you, you win, you win this game. And I also wanted to mention uh, the Patriots are heading into their bye week. Uh, Buffalo has to go play Tom Brady. Tampa. Next week. Yeah. Right. So this is looking, if you're Buffalo, uh, lost to the Patriots this week, um, lost to Indianapolis a few weeks ago before this potentially lost on Sunday to Tampa and Tom Brady. And now all of a sudden you got six losses on the season to the Patriots for that game in week 16 almost doesn't even matter, right? They, the bills can win, win that game in week 16 against the Patriots in Foxborough. If they, if they go down to the bucks, yes, that, right. that's, a, that's yeah. a tough one there. If the Patriots take care of business with the rest of their games, they're still going to win the division, right? right. So it, it, it's really something the, that uh, the bills are, are in a, in a little bit of a hole here, quite frankly. And, and this game really puts the Patriots in the driver's, seed not only in, in the AFC East but also with the one seed but particularly in the AFC East now especially when you look at uh, the Bills having to take on Tampa next week yeah and um yeah there's no doubt about that and the 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 you know it's we're, we're asking so much for a rookie to throw more than three attempts in an entire game <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that comment I mean look it, they won the game. They they did what they needed to do to win the game. But if asking too much out of a rookie is to ask him to throw well, look, you're, as the as the as the season goes on, your expectations change, right? Right. That's what it comes down to. Is uh, early in the year, you're looking at Mac doing anything and thinking this is good. He looks like an NFL quarterback. That's great. But now you're all of a sudden toying with the idea of being. A, a one seed in the playoffs as the favorite, you know, um, you know, uh, to possibly go to the Super Bowl. At that point, the expectation level goes up. So this isn't Debbie Downer stuff, and it isn't crapping on a guy in a victory. You want to believe that there's enough faith in a quarterback to throw more than three passes, regardless of the conditions. If a team is going to be a serious contender going down the line, I mean, we saw. And to flip the script, you saw what happened with a guy like Jared Goff, who had to be incredibly managed you know, by his coach and his team when they faced the Patriots, uh, you know, it was a total mismatch because he just wasn't ready. Mac's not that guy because Mac has uh, already shown more than Goff has in his entire NFL career. Right. Uh, but it's, right. again, it's, you just want to, it's always been about kind of, kind of just letting him find himself. And it's funny because if their record was worse, you'd probably not worry about wins and losses as much and you just kind of let Mac play. But now that the wins really matter, you have a game like today where they, Nope, the game plan is to run. Sorry, kid, you're on the shelf. You know, we'll just just turn around and hand it off, and that's all we need you to do today. So yeah, that's they they did what they needed to win the game. They did what they needed to do to win. But when you talk about it in in general, right, in, in terms of a big picture view, the one thing that the one analogy I always love is is what Daniel Jeremiah says all the time on his Move the Sticks podcast, which is, "Are you a truck or are you a trailer? Right? Are yeah. you the one driving the the parade float? Or are you the one?" you know, on the, on the trailer uh, and getting right. pulled. Right. And in this game, Mac was a trailer, which is perfectly fine. Right. Perfectly fine. And I'm sure when I go back and watch the tape, there will be a little nuances here and there of him changing the mic point or him bringing a guy over here. Cause he has got to block a guy over there and little things like that. And we're not going to make a huge deal out of it, but uh, you know, there will be little 
chess match type of things, I'm sure, uh, that Mac was able to do in this game to give the Patriots an advantage of the run game. Uh, and they were able to run the football at pretty much at will the entire game. There were drives where they sputtered because they were running the football, but they were pretty much able to run the football as much as they wanted when they wanted. And that's all they needed to do point blank. And I understand that, but eventually Mac will need to be a truck. Eventually yep. he will need to be pulled the pull the float eventually in this game. They didn't need it. Yeah, this was great. And again, going back to bill. And again, this is, you know, trying to think of all of like Bill's glorious moments that he's had over the time. I think this one's going to, this one's going to shine on his resume a little bit, just simply based off of the numbers. We've just never seen this. The numbers are eye popping going back to 1974 to see a game like this with three passes only uh, the amount of percentage. I think it was this, this is the highest percentage of run plays in a game this millennium, uh, which is insane. In 21 years, no team has run the ball as much as the Patriots ran it tonight. So, again, a game unlike any any game that we'd seen tonight. Um, we, got some, you- uh, we got some trash talk uh, from, from the Bills side of things. Sean McDermott just now uh, saying this in his press conference, let's not give more credit than we need to give Bill Belichick in this one. So McDermott throwing some shade at Bill, which I think is is – fascinating just looking at the fact that bill just schooled you on situational football and how to handle the conditions but look i this is not surprising to me i this this buffalo fan base these buffalo coaches these buffalo players they all thought they were going to win this football game tonight they all thought the patriots were pretenders then you get thrown this curveball with the weather conditions i they are a frustrated frustrated bunch right now and mcdermott definitely just isn't mcdermott like cried last year when he beat the patriots for the first time because he was so like it meant so much to him like just chill dude um that's fine. Yeah. But you know what, though? I get it. It is frustrating. And you could see how frustrated he was. He had an anger timeout late in the game, which was really costly um, just because he was so pissed off. Uh, you could tell that this got to him because it's like it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have the ball yeah. just ram down your throat like that. Uh, and it, the narrative after the game is like, wow. Bill just did that to you. So he's going to wear this one for a little bit. Oh, you know, and too, that, that McDermott tomorrow morning, <laughs> he's going into uh, Brandon B the general manager of the bill's office. And he's saying, if we don't get heavier on defense and we don't get some bigger guys in here on defense, even if they, even if they're guys, look, the Patriots do this to a degree sometimes too. Even if they're like Devon Godshaw's and Carl Davis's of the world, where some games they play a ton, other games, they don't play much. Right. But they're situational players that in these types of matchups against the Colts, against the Patriots, uh, when teams that can run the football, we'll see what they look like against Tampa Bay next week after Leonard Fournette just ran for four touchdowns in that game. Uh, uh, this past, uh, was that this past week or two weeks ago? I can't remember. We'll see. Uh, what this Bills team looks like against another team that can really run the football and out muscle you and out physical you in the trenches. You know that Buffalo is going to have to address this. They're going to draft or sign a 325 pound defensive tackle at some point, right? And and try to make up for some of this. But you look at just their entire roster uh, on defense in the front seven outside of Tremaine Edmonds, who is a bigger guy, but more of an athletic freak, kind of like a Jamie Collins type, not really Dante Hightower much. Uh, Matt Milano uh, basically got pulled off the field at times tonight because he's yeah. so undersized that he was just getting ran over there's, by the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, there's just no girth to this defense whatsoever. And, and there's you know nothing that, worse that than that. Crazy. Right. Because the, he doesn't have the personnel, right? He doesn't have the people. He doesn't it's have the, the horses. It's, it's the most, it, uh, you know, being on the other side of it, there's nothing worse for, for your psyche as a player, or as a coach than just being pushed around. Um, and that's how you feel. And as you said, they're demoralized on the other side. That's what you feel like when you get pushed around for, for 60 minutes. And that's what happened tonight. Um, and it's just, it's almost funny. It's almost funny that the Patriots went out and it was like, I, I had a friend on a text chat in comparing it to Larry Bird's left-handed game in Portland. Like, right. hey, let's let's see if we can win this one just running it. Like, let's try to run. Let's see if we can pass three times and win this one. What do you think? Like, it's a dare almost. Yeah. Um, so, so this Incredible. one is tough. Uh, let me ask you, you mentioned you saw Harris in the locker room. People on the chat 
there's I seem to be torn about whether or not Adrian Phillips was actually hurt or buying them a timeout there late in the game. I saw it was reported uh, Giardi and a couple other people said they were doing ACL tests on that knee. Um, yeah. Looking at it, I don't know if that was just to sell it. Um, does he look like he's okay to you? We didn't see him after the game, but uh, they ruled him out quickly. Now there was only, what, two minutes left in the yeah. game or something like that. So uh, you're not really going to put the guy back in the game after that. Adrian Phillips is going to be one we're going to have to monitor moving forward. I don't have a, a clear, distinct answer right now on whether or not it was serious or not. Matthew Judon did come back in the game. He did, He's yep. going to be fine, it sounds like. Damon Harris uh, looked totally fine, looked as happy and jolly as could be after the game. So I don't think that that's the face or the uh, reaction of a player that – feels that he's going to be out for an extended period of time with some sort of injury. So guys like Judon and Harris, I feel like the bye week will will do those guys uh, wonders and and they'll be fine. We'll have to wait and see on Adrian Phillips. That one, to me, did look pretty serious. I didn't see exactly what happened to him, but the way that he was reacting to it and the way the trainers were reacting to it was like they – saw a legitimate injury happen or he felt an legitimately injured a legitimate injury happen. Yeah. And just the way it happened, he finished the play, walked around a little bit and then kind of went down. It was like, after he looked like he took a few steps, it felt like a legitimate injury. That would be tough. Um, one, cause he's been pretty valuable for them back there. Um, All right. and, you know, yeah. I, well, I thought that missing Kyle Duggar could have really been a, a game changer in this game. Didn't end up mattering as much just because the way that the game uh, went away, went you know through. Uh, Adrian Phillips did tweet about forty minutes ago. Thank you, God. So maybe he's thanking God maybe for dodging, one. dodging a bullet, right? I mean, that's guy. If you read between the lines there a little bit, so or maybe I, he's thanking God for the opportunity to be an NFL player and recognizing his career just ended. Oh um, no. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have not. He's I'm not going there. I, 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 I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, that he came out of that. Okay. Um, yep. and that would be good. And again, if it's just a tweak, a little MCL situation, a couple weeks might put you back on track, um, to play, um, you know, beauty of the bye week And, and again, it, it, the fortune of the Patriots not being super hurt, um, great recharge opportunity here, you know, uh, for this team, uh, yeah, this, yeah. this late buy was it was a grind to get here. It's, it's hard. And, to, and, yeah. and you talk to a lot of the players and, and it's a gauntlet, right, to go 13 straight games without a bye week. Yeah, you but like now, that around week nine or so, you know. Yeah, but now that it hit. I think that it's actually coming at a fantastic time for them because they're hot. Uh, They can recharge. They can rejuvenate their bodies and remain hot coming out of the bye. But even most importantly, I would say, is you have so much tape on yourselves at this point of the season. You have 13 games. You kind of know who you are, right? You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. If the bye happens earlier on in the season, uh, there might be some anomalies that are just happening because of matchups or just happening because of situation and game script and things like that. Um, that are a little bit off the beaten path. And then you, you hope the coaching staff and a guy like Bill Belichick would be able to sift through that a little bit, right? Maybe more so than us, certainly. But now we have 13 games of concrete evidence of they're good at this, they're bad at that. This is something they could improve on. This is something that they needed to lean into more because it's a strength of theirs. And now they can come out of the bye week and self-scout and self-evaluate even more so and really be able to come out of this uh, with a great, identity i i feel like of this team and know exactly what the core group of plays and fundamentals and things like that and techniques uh, that they're good at so it'll be it'll be fun to see how they come out after the bye because i do think there is some hidden aspects of the playbook maybe offensively some things that maybe they can pull out that they haven't pulled out quite yet uh schemes certainly for Johnny Smith, guys like Nikhil Hare, uh, Nelson Aguilar, excuse me, uh, those types of players. Maybe there's another level to unlock. Uh, I would say in, in the in their usage in the offense and their role in the offense. But look, uh, this is going to be one we talk about for a long, long time. Yeah, right. I mean, this is going to be. Remember that game where they threw right. only three passes, and you're 100 percent right. I saw the, I saw Belichick actually in, in the in the. Um, the corridor there uh, underneath the stadium uh, talking to to some people and he had a huge kind of giddy smile on his face like did you we just beat these guys with <laughs> can you passes? believe we did that it's it, 
Yeah. It is. It's one of those. It's one a of lot those of a lot of noise too from the Patriots locker room. You don't normally hear that type of uh, loudness. By the time the media gets in there, we're not allowed in the locker room anymore. But by the time the media gets into the interview rooms now, uh, usually they've hit the showers already and kind of cleared out a little bit, and the atmosphere has kind of died down to a degree. Not today. You could hear. Hooting, hollering, screaming, hell yeses, you know, the whole nine yards, yeah. right? I mean, this team is jazzed up about this win. They're jacked up. They they kind of feel like they just bullied. Like I said, they bullied the little brother. Yeah. Again. On national TV, on their own own field, uh, they went out there and they they beat him up and punched him around uh, the the playground a little bit again. And I think that that is. They're riding that wave right now. That yeah. not not just the seven game winning streak, but just tonight in a vacuum, uh, being able to do that, I think they, was was you could hear it. It's you know? ref, it's refreshing to you know it it it's, they like each other and yeah. they they like what they're doing and they have each other's backs and they believe in it. You know, so it is a it's a fun team to cover in this regard um, because it's just got a vibe, you know, like we went through those last couple of years of Brady and everything being serious and everyone being grumpy and everything being mad. You know, there's definitely a good vibe uh, to, to what's going on here. I want a quick, quick shout out to the viewers here. We're up over a thousand uh, this late in the night um, live. People have been in and out all night, uh, but thanks for hanging with us. It's late. Uh, we'll keep it going a little bit. If you throw something in the chat here, uh, we'll try to get to it. Evan's got some writing and some work to do. So we'll only linger for a few more minutes that we're going to wrap it up. Um, but if you have anything you want to ask, we can take a quick peek ahead. I know we've got the buy the Colts on the other end of it. Really interesting team. They're the number one scoring offense in the NFL right now. Uh, and that run game is insane. So again, yeah. what's, what's interesting about tonight is this is now the second straight game against a qual. You had this four game stretch circled on the calendar, you know, Tennessee, Buffalo by Indy Buffalo as kind of this critical make or break moment. But because of Tennessee playing with massive injuries all over the place and really unable to do anything in that game and a game that the Patriots won by a lot, but they actually kind of played like crap uh, and got bullied and, you know, Tennessee ran the ball a ton on them. And then this game in Buffalo with extreme weather conditions, we actually have two straight weeks where you didn't learn much. Uh, you haven't learned as much as you would like uh, about these guys going forward. Indy's going to be an interesting one. And again, we'll have a lot of time to preview that matchup. But just quickly looking ahead to that one, your thoughts. So because I'm a degenerate, I actually watched the Bucks colts tape from last already, week. Already. already this morning at the hotel waiting to come to this game because I get, I get out in front a little bit, right? So I watched Tom Brady against this Colts defense. And I think that's a really fascinating tape to study because uh, Belichick said it going into the week four game against him. They run our offense, right? They, they basically run our offense, especially from a passing game standpoint. So you look at some of the things that they were able to do against Indianapolis the zones. They're a very zone heavy team. Uh, they were able to kind of flood some of those zone concepts and, and get Gronk especially had a huge game. Uh, Gronk had, I think, 140 yards or something like that against Indianapolis. So I think it's going to be a big tight ends game. You're going to want to high low the middle of the field, uh, get the tight end up the seam you and work things off of that right not just hitting hunter henry or johnny smith on a big play up the field but then actually throwing stuff underneath at indianapolis off of that right you carry the vertical now we're going to flood it with the slant or flood it with the under route coming underneath you and you can't stay in both places right you can't take away the short pass and 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 take away the seam you have to pick one or the other and playing that cat and mouse game will be helpful now you look at the way that they can run the ball the way they can scheme it offensively it does worry me a lot uh, in this matchup because essentially they're running the 2017 Philadelphia playbook, right? This is a run first offense that incorporates play action, RPO concepts, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, they attack the middle of the field. Uh, they do a lot of things with their quarterback that he is sort of just, uh, we, we used the, the trucker trailer comparison earlier. He's kind of a trailer in, in a lot of these plays, Carson Wentz, where the scheme is doing a lot of the work for him, right? And he's just kind of hitting the yep. open guy. And those types of teams that can really scheme it up offensively like that have given the Patriots problems in the past when it becomes a defeating your, your chess match, right? Defeating your pieces against our pieces. So if you look at this Jonathan Taylor-led rushing attack, uh, they can do it all. And that's that's how uh, problematic too. 
right? You have a team that can run outside zone or they can run trap or wham inside, or they can run some different things on, on they can run gap or man concepts or zone concepts. They can run RPOs. They can run at play action. They can stretch you horizontally. Uh, they do a lot of things offensively that are going to give the Patriots schematic problems. They are. And again, a, a guy like Taylor is, you know, he, he's a perfect combo because I mean, he's a big back, but he's got breakaway speed too. So you've really got to be disciplined uh, with him. And you're right with Wen, it's unspectacular but again yeah. it's safe and it's schemed his his touchdown to interception ratio is is outstanding i think it's his uh, outside of outside of kirk cousins he might have the best ratio in the league it's 22 to 5 um touchdowns to interceptions so they really don't um you know they, they really manage that situation and they're not putting a lot of pressure on him uh to you know to win the game for them uh and yeah. again as you yeah. said kind of similar to here so you are looking in the mirror a little bit it really comes down to yeah. um alex Ford- will enjoy it though because it's another uh math versus real football game right because frank reich is a huge an analytics math guy he's gonna go for it on fourth down he's gonna play aggressive they're a big too high team right the too high generation yep. uh, that's a real renaissance in football right now is playing those too high safety shells and then inserting or buzzing the safety into the box to take away the run but with uh, a few weeks ago with tampa uh, they obviously against tampa it's a totally different matchup from a receiver standpoint right when you have evans and godwin and gronk and all these guys out there uh, tampa playing too high makes some sense but Tampa every single time uh, they showed two high safeties Brady's alert alert you know let's call the run play right and let's hand it off to Leonard Fournette and let's run it for eight yards per carry so uh, it's going to be a really fun matchup Uh, I think a lot of ways this Colts defense is undersized and kind of more finesse also in in some ways uh, just in the way that they are built Uh, guys like uh, Darius Leonard for example reminds me a ton of like Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano super athlete always around the football can really fly around but is he really the guy that's going to take on a block, right? Is he really the guy that when Shaq Mason pulls through the hole and he's on, he's going to block up Darius Leonard, is Darius Leonard going to be able to pop him and shed that block? Pro- probably not. Probably, they're probably going to be able to run run over the Colts. That's what they're going to try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so again, we have a we have a bye week. Evan has a ton of stuff to do. Um, yes. So we're going to let him do that stuff. We will say to you good fellows out there, um, again, thank you for watching. There's a ton of coverage throughout the week. Uh, what are you guys doing with the pod this week, Evan? We'll do the pod on Wednesday. Um, we'll probably only do one this week just because of the bye, but we might what? try to sneak a, another one in there. That's fine. <laughs> okay we'll do two (laughs) (laughs) what um no that's all good um i do want to remind people as well uh we are uh uh covering the uh celtics out in los angeles as well with uh late games we've got a a a whole cast of characters out there nick josue sherrod out in la so for those of you celtics fans out there uh we are fully covered bobby jimmy and uh and I will have it covered from here, but we're going to be live after the games as we are after all games. It doesn't matter that it's West Coast. So two late nights for those of you. Uh, we've got people in the UK right now saying it's 6 a.m. Well, it'll be 7 or 8 a.m. for the, you know, for the postgame shows and, uh, you know, following the Lakers. So join us for that uh, if you want. And then, as we said, Pat's coverage throughout the week uh, right here. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Patriots Press Pass. Uh, and check out Evan Lazar, CLNSmedia.com. We will have some stuff up on the site very soon about tonight's game. And then, again, some more stuff uh, tomorrow. And then here's the uh, here's the address for the uh, for the YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Help support our, our content. It allows us to bring it to you uh, as much as possible. Evan, last uh, final thought thoughts before we go uh it was weird it was fun let's never do that again (laughs) (laughs) that was fun you know what though and i'll say this for everyone out there uh you know who spent we spent a year with the patriots realizing that nothing really mattered and not having that tension and not having that kind of feeling in your stomach when you're watching the game it's nice to have it back you know this was one of those tense games that hinged on very little you know and you had a playoff sort of vibe it was super important it mattered and each play mattered uh and you could see people were really locked into it 
and obviously you can see by the number of people who hung around to watch, people are still jacked up and juiced, you know, about the win. Uh, so yeah, good win, uh, good stuff. Um, thanks to Evan Lazar, best guy in the business as always. Again, clnsmedia.com, go check it out. We will see you guys. Uh, well, Evan will see you in a couple of days with his uh, Patriots Beat podcast. Good night.